This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 145 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting for just $3.95 a month Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture today for more information. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. It's hump day. You are halfway to Friday, and that is a good thing. So let's recap. This week, we are talking about things that are in the news and On Monday, I gave you 2018 State of Digital Customer Service Report from Converse Social that Josh March put in my inbox. Thank you, Joshua March, CEO of Converse Social. And then yesterday on Tuesday, we talked about making flexible chatbots. We covered over how Capital One is using their chatbot Eno in order to deliver a great personal experience that's humane as well. So if you're interested in learning about that, just press pause, roll back to episode 144. That was yesterday. Today, we are going to be talking about responding to incidents. Specifically, I'm going to give you responses solved in five questions. Yes, we'll get into that in just a second, but let's do announcements first. First of all, I will be speaking at Smart Customer Service 2018, which is being held at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel, April 9th through 11th. So tweet me if you're going to be there at FSOCHATE. Let's set up coffee or something so that I can understand what you're doing with your program. Maybe you need to come on the show and tell everyone what you're doing. For more information on that event, just head over to sociallysupportive.com slash smart2018 and you'll get all the details about the conference. As a matter of fact, Brian Solis is supposed to be keynoting that event, so we should be hearing a little bit more, I think, about the research he's been doing since he's been away from the speaking circuit for a while. And I will also be covering and moderating at the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West June 7th through the 8th in San Diego. San Diego should be nice and sunny, should be nice view of the water over there. So come on out. You can find out about that at sociallysupportive.com slash CSS West. CSS West. All right. And if you have not joined the social pack yet, you're going to want to do that soon because my new book is coming out and members of the social pack get excerpts of that book sent to them directly in their inbox before too long. So head on over to sociallysupportive.com, scroll down a little bit, 
fill out your email address and your name, press send, and then you too will be on the top side of the information that's coming out. I promise not to spam you. We don't have time for that on either side of this conversation, so I'm just not going to do it. All right, let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Emerson Cunningham, who said, any of these conversations could go negative. Are we prepared in case they do? And our book of the day is by John Ronson titled, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And that book was brought to our attention here at the Socially Supportive Podcast by Sarah Grace McCandless of Sykes, who brought it to us with one of the episodes that she did. So thank you, Sarah Grace, for bringing us that book. All right, so let's get into it. Now, I told you at the beginning of this episode that this week is all about things that are in the news. And as I was reading through articles for this week's episode, I was looking at a few different things. First, we're going to be talking about an article tomorrow that referenced United Express Flight 3411 from last April. Do you remember this where Dr. David Dow was dragged from his seat and off the airplane because he wouldn't give up his seat? We'll talk about that article tomorrow. But specifically, when I read this, I was thinking about that incident And then I read something about another airline where they were delayed for an hour or so on the runway because there were two planes that were trying to be deplaned at the same time. They didn't have enough crew to get both planes unloaded at the same time. So when I think about this, I don't really consider this to be a crisis. I consider it to be an incident. So I wanted to do an episode for us where we could talk about the difference between a full-blown brand crisis and an incident that has to be responded to. Because the difference in magnitude of the episodes really makes a difference in who gets involved, how many people are there on board to handle something, and what needs to be done. So what I did was I put together a template that we as leaders can use to devise strategy around responding specifically to incidents rather than a full-blown crisis. So I made it really simple. There are five questions in this incident response template that I'm going to provide to you, and you can feel free to augment and adjust these questions for your company and your vertical. But let's get down deep into what you should be thinking about. So let me give you a scenario. We will use our National Chewing Gum Company example in this case. There is an incident. Now, an incident would not be where National Chewing Gum could possibly be using, God forbid, child labor, or you know maybe they're being unfair in their practices or some global thing. It's not that. This is really more around maybe there is one place that's a huge place. Maybe, you know, think about a large discount store that sells national chewing gum products. And all of a sudden, there are no product on the shelf for this entire chain because there's been some problem with national chewing gum company. And maybe all the customers cannot get their favorite chewing gum at this huge retailer across the globe, and they're really upset about it. So you're getting all these tweets about, 
I'm standing in line at my favorite retailer that's very popular and I'm trying to get my shamrock green gum and it's not even available. What is happening here? And all these tweets start coming in. Now, this is what I would consider an incident. So five questions we want to ask ourselves so that we know how we want to design our strategy in moving forward with incidents. Number one of five, should the company respond? Now, I will tell you that way back on episode seven, and this is where we got today's inspiration, Emerson Cunningham, who is in charge of social strategy for Georgia Power, has shared with us the top three questions to ask before responding on social media. So roll back to episode seven to get some more insight on that. When I say, should the company respond, this is a decision that the company needs to make based on your particular brand, what you stand for, your values, your mission, your goals. In this particular situation, how do they align? So when you are telling your agents that they need to stop and think about whether they should respond. They need to be trained on what your company mission is, what your company values are. They need to know your brand voice, and they need to be given guidance that these are the types of things that we respond to, and these are the types of things that we don't respond to. This is a question that agents that are in a call center typically don't have to deal with because when they're thinking, should I answer the phone or should I not answer the phone, that decision's already made for them by a large auto dialer system at large companies. They're going to answer the phone. So in digital and social customer care, sometimes we have to back up a little bit and find out, especially in social media, you have the choice whether you're going to engage or not engage. And sometimes we skip that step and immediately jump into a conversation that really would have been better if we would have stayed out of that conversation. That's a decision for each company to make. And we'll talk more about this on Friday a little bit. Now, second of five questions for your incident response template is, are agents authorized to respond? And this will be in your playbook that you've designed. Okay, if you haven't designed a digital and social customer care playbook, you can listen to episode 41, Your Social Care Playbook, to get information on what should be included in there. This is one of the overarching strategy items that gets included in your playbook, are agents authorized to respond? So you first ask yourself, is this something that the company should respond to? For example, if you've got animal rights activists that are making a case out of your item where it really doesn't belong in your realm, maybe the company should not respond to that. Or maybe the company should respond to that. And if the company should respond, are your customer care agents authorized to respond on their own? Because some certain cases may require escalation to another department. Perhaps your public affairs team needs to be engaged. Perhaps your legal team needs to be engaged before responding. Perhaps your product team needs to be engaged before you respond on behalf of the company. These are things that you want to work out at a high level, like what's your overarching philosophy on when are agents able to respond and at what level. You want to provide a loose framework so that agents feel comfortable 
with what they're supposed to do, but then also gives flexibility. So you can't make structure for every single thing. You'll be overstructured. And then you're going to be so structured that it's going to cause failure at too many points. So that's the second question that you want to be asking yourself of five. Third of five is, what will the agents write in response to this question or this comment that has come into them? And I would refer you to episode 137, Shep Hyken's Five Steps to Dealing with Moments of Misery. This is great insight that we got from Shep Hyken. And that episode was inspired by Social Media Marketing World 18, where we were reporting wisdom from Shep Hyken at Social Media Marketing World 18. So that would be episode, like I said, 137. Have a listen to that. It's very insightful. So a couple of specific things that I'm referring to here in terms of what will agents write in response is, does it need to be scripted, their response, or can it be customized? Now, when you get to a point where there's some sort of mechanical failure or there's culpability that's involved on the side of your company, you need to understand whether your legal team and your public affairs team want you to say something specific in response to customers if you are to respond or whether it's okay for the agents to use their own discretion when they are giving the information to the customers. There are some cases where a particular response is going to be warranted from your public affairs team or from your legal department to make sure that you are complying with rules and regulations and legal issues that are happening. So you can, like I said, broadly sort of give an overarching structure to how the agents need to go forward and let the agents know that if they're not sure, they should err on the side of asking their leadership, ask those supervisors under you, ask those managers under you so that they know which direction sort of to go in. Question four of five, how many customers can be helped at once? Now, this is one that when we talked about the 2018 predictions, I had explained that one of the things we were really going to be needing to do, and that was episode 85 in case you need to know, one of the things that we were really going to be needing to do in digital and social customer care was pay a lot of attention to scaling, being able to scale our operations because with the millennials coming in, with the predictions that we'll be doing 85% of our transactions in the self-service space, we need to understand what we can do to drive toward that 85% self-service number. And one of the things that we can do is not have to get involved at all. But before that happens, you probably need to get some sort of baseline of what's happening and then you can get to a point where you're proactively offering FAQs about the incident that's just occurred. So when you first have an incident that happens, you want to answer on your own with your agents to understand the scale, the magnitude of the problem, how many of your customers are impacted, how many comments or posts or inquiries are you getting. And then once you understand issues that are bubbling up to the top with the most majority, you can take those and get FAQs put out very quickly and then get that information in front of customers, potentially proactively or maybe reactively when they ask for it, if only a percentage of your customers are impacted. 
So when you're looking at that, looking at how many customers can be helped at once, maybe like I said, a proactive post would be helpful at some point. Maybe you can push a post out to get information to a lot of customers at one time. This helps answer questions so that your individual post volume is lessened. And then that way you can make sure that you're not using resources on answering the same question over and over again. Also, would it be helpful to get a message out to another team? Perhaps you need a message out on your website. Perhaps you need some sort of upfront message in your IVR system. Maybe you have to work with other teams to make sure that information is getting to customers in multiple channels, and that will help you be able to respond to the issue in digital and social customer care in a more effective manner. Fifth of five that I'll give to you is look to see how first contact resolution can be achieved. Sometimes when you have an incident, depending on your product or service that is involved in the incident, it could be very complicated for the customers to get resolution because historically the issue that they're having has not been widespread, hasn't been common. But for example, if you have recurring billing that happens for your customers, maybe you've got a dry cleaning service where people are, you know, routinely having things picked up on Tuesday and dropped off on Wednesday, or you're delivering something on a regular basis. There may be regular billing that happens. What if there's a billing error that went out to a lot of people? And this particular billing error hardly ever happens. So maybe you have to submit this paperwork and maybe you have to get authorization from leadership to get something waived or changed. And it's a multiple step process. If you know that you have an actual incident that's happened where a lot of people are being impacted, once you understand what's happening and you can understand the volume of, of what's going on, could you change temporarily that process or that procedure in order to make it easier to just have customers solved in their first go? Because that will be very impressive to your customers. You will have had an incident that they didn't want to have happen probably, but you can still get to a point where you can solve the issue in a way where customers say, you know, I did have a problem, but wow, I was really impressed with how easy it was to get it resolved. And as a customer yourself, you can probably remember times where a company has done that, gone above and beyond and temporarily changed their process so that they could really get you taken care of. And I bet that's something that you remember. So those are five questions you can ask yourself in a template form when you are first presented with an issue or an incident that's occurred so that you can get a plan in place for your frontline agents and make sure that your customers can be highly satisfied even though an incident has occurred. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to be shipped monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So, head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the craftbeerclub.com picture for more information today.
All right, this has been Wisdom Wednesday. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow for Thoughtful Thursday, where we are going to be talking about deep thoughts and overarching strategy, specifically how fair you are when you are responding to your customers. Are you providing equality when responding? Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 